If you've been following my Instagram stories, you guys will know I've been having a slight obsession lately with taco salad. Why is it literally the most delicious thing on the planet to me right now? I'm not sure, but I think it has something to do with the dressing I put on it. Lately, I've been using Primal Kitchen cilantro lime dressing for my taco salads and then throwing in some tomato, avocado, red onion, black beans, shredded vegan cheddar, and crushed tortilla chips. And wow, you guys, mwah chef's kiss. I love Primal Kitchen products because they make it easy to recreate your classic favorites with elevated ingredients. You know I'm on a journey right now personally with my digestion and skin, so having high quality ingredients that are good for me but also taste amazing is so important. I cannot be out here eating bland, flavorless meals, okay? That is not my vibe. Absolutely not. They also have the most amazing pesto mayo that's paleo and keto certified and made with avocado oil along with so many other flavorful condiments for summer grilling, marinades, salads, and sandwiches. My dad put their mango jalapeno barbecue sauce on some chicken and threw it on the grill the other night, and it was divine. I've also been loving the matcha collagen keto latte. I make it iced and just add a little vanilla creamer and oat milk to it. So good. And it has the collagen already in it for hair, skin, and nail support. And it's dairy-free and sugar-free, which is my vibe lately. I can't say enough good things about Primal Kitchen. So if you're like me and you don't want to compromise ingredient quality, but you still want your meals to taste amazing, you can find Primal Kitchen products in your local grocery store or visit primalkitchen.com and save 10% with the code Sam Daily 10. Welcome to the Makeshift Happen podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Daly, entrepreneur, life coach, and your no BS bestie, here to bring you all things mindset, manifestation, and personal development. This podcast is designed to help you expand your mind and up level your life. So turn the volume up and roll the windows down if you're coming along for the ride. Let's go make shift happen. Welcome back to the podcast, you guys. Today, we have a special guest with us. I'm so excited for this episode because we have another manifestation queen in the room, and we are just going to jam today on all things manifestation and creating your dream life. So I'm joined by Madison Rose, who is a multi-six-figure lifestyle and business mentor for high-performance entrepreneurs. She is wildly known for helping people master the invisible side to success, which we will talk about. And she does this through her digital courses, her online coaching programs, masterminds, and most recently her podcast, which is called Manifesting Made Simple. So I'm so excited to have you here. Welcome to the show, Madison. Thank you so much, Sam. And you're going to be on Manifesting Made Simple soon. So I'm so excited for that as well. And uh, excited to see what magic we come up with today. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's fun. It's going to be fun. So I love having other manifestation experts in the space and just getting to pick their brain and and create these amazing conversations for the listeners. So you and I actually have a bunch of similarities. When I was kind of digging into you and your content and your background, I realized that we both went to college in Ohio, which is funny. Okay. Um, yeah. Good so old Ohio. Went, what I brought know. you there? Yeah, I went to Ohio State. Okay. Um, and I I actually looked at Kent State when I was when I was looking for school. So when I saw that you went there, I was like, oh, that's funny. 
Um, but yeah, so we both went to school in Ohio. We both decided not to move into the corporate world post-grad, which is, you know, kind of an unconventional choice to make at 21, 22 years old. Um, and instead we both kind of dove into these personal development journeys of our own. And then we built multiple six-figure businesses out of them. And we're both helping women and entrepreneurs create their dream lives. So I was like, she's a soul sister, you know? <laughs> Amen to that. Amen to that. Yeah. 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 So cool. So, okay. One thing that I thought was so cool about you and that I personally just wanted to ask you about is, you know, having, having your dad be someone who's also like a wealth and mindset expert, how this has impacted you or shaped you. And, you know, from, from learning about you, I realized that, you know, your dad, I also did some creeping on your dad. Cause I was like, this is so cool. That's like my goal as a parent, you know, as one day when I become a parent is to be able to really like facilitate these conversations and belief systems for my children. So I'm like, I have to ask Madison about what it's like to have a parent who's like really on board because a lot of us have parents who are not on board or that, you know, they're just, they, They've never heard of this stuff. They're not that into it. They don't get it. So it's a totally different perspective. And I think it'll be interesting for the listeners to hear what that's been like. But okay, so your dad was connected with the late, great rest in power, Bob Proctor. Incredible. For those people who don't know Bob Proctor, he was in The Secret. He was a philosopher, an author, a speaker, like one of the most well-known teachers of the law of attraction. And that kind of, you know, facilitated your journey, learning all of these things. So I guess my question is really like, was your dad always into this kind of space with you growing up when you were young or did he get into it later? And how is the whole journey of like having a conscious parent who's a mindset expert impacted you personally? Such a good question. My dad and I are best friends and we do a lot of traveling together still, even having separate businesses now. Um, and this is a question we get all the time. I think it is really desired amongst new parents, especially in this day and age of how can I, how can I not only lead by example, but how can I instill these principles into my child from a very young age so that they can create the life that they want and don't feel like they have to fit into this societal mold that the school system, as we found out, just wants to push you into, right? Um, my dad was not always super conscious. He's something that uh, we would both call an unconscious competent, which means you don't really know why you're successful, but you're really successful. So before the online world, before we both got into the digital space of coaching and consulting and just the onward, online world in general, honestly, he was a engineer. So he started out as an engineer um, he got laid off by General Electric and ended up uh, having to start his own construction business. He got kind of got pushed into it, um, into the brick and mortar entrepreneurship world, which is like the blood, sweat and tears way, right? Literally swinging a hammer on yes. the roof, hiring contractors, dealing with crazy vendors. Um, I remember, you know, the first year. So we met Bob Proctor at a network marketing event together in 2016, I believe. We were at the GoPro event with Eric Worre for a network marketing company that we were both a part of. He got me into. And uh, network marketing was the first container that my dad and I were really like, we're really cool together. Like we really have similar interests. 
We both love personal development. Um, we really started strengthening our relationships together around that time. Prior to that, he was always a guide. He was always someone that was super open and I could go to with anything. My parents divorced when I was two. Um, so he was really like my mentor and guide my whole life, honestly. And I think uh, I'm so blessed to have someone that was like that, even when he was unconscious of what he was doing, he was still always super open with me, very vulnerable with me, never judged me. I mean, even talking about drugs, sex, uh, boyfriends, you know, he was so open with me and shared so beautifully his experiences with me so that I could make my own choices and decisions. Um, and that led to a lot of the decisions I made leaving college and having the, for lack of a better word, balls to not go into corporate America um, and really start chasing my dreams. But when we met Bob Proctor in 2016, that's really when everything started changing because he was an engineer. And so we had been in personal development and I was naturally very analytical as well. And so although we were in personal development, nothing ever really made sense. It was like there was all of these parts, you know, we had Tony Robbins and, you know, you're changing your emotional state. We had, you know, Wayne Dyer. We had um, Jim Rohn, right? The challenge to succeed. I used to listen to those four CDs in my car, not to date myself, but I used to listen to those in my car on the way to my retail job in college. Um, so there was all of these components of like, yes, we can live an amazing life. Yes, we can have it all but it didn't ever really make sense. It was always felt like intangible because there was no roadmap. So when we bought, when we uh, were introduced to Bob Proctor, Bob laid out not only the roadmap, but uh, the engineering of the mind and how it works to manifest your reality. And for the first time, and I think my dad and my life, it made sense. Everything clicked, everything started to make sense. And since then, it has been really, really cool us both being on this conscious journey together as a father and daughter and as business partners as well. So it's been, it's been amazing. It's been really beautiful. Yeah. That's so cool. I love that so much. Oh my God. Yeah. And we have another similarity, you know, I got my start in network marketing as well. So there we go. I didn't realize that, but yeah, yeah. You know what? I talked to a lot of women that network marketing is a big like gateway for them into personal development, because when you get into that space, there's so much you know, they really push the education of learning about not only sales, but like personal development of bettering yourself, of personal growth. They always give you book recommendations and all these, you know, there's speakers at all of their events and really incredible ways that kind of just get you into this world. So that was my start as well. And it really like put me into the space of wanting to deeply grow myself on, yeah. a, you know, a personal growth path. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's really, really cool. It's a beautiful okay. gateway into entrepreneurship. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. I think it is as well too, because, you know, it's kind of like this system that's set up to really help you become an entrepreneur before you have to be responsible for all, pro all parts of the process. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, you still have the the freedom and the leeway to do a lot of the entrepreneurship like things, but, you know, maybe you don't have inventory and shipping and all this other stuff that you have to um, handle yourself. So I think it's a, a really, really cool opportunity and honestly, like overlooked by a lot of people. So, but that's a totally different conversation <laughs> um, about, you know, the network marketing world. Um, but okay. So after college, when you decided not to go into the corporate space, 
this is, correct me if I'm wrong, when you went into mentorship with Bob. And I'd love for you to just tell us about that experience and what it was like learning from him. Like, what did you guys do together? What what did your time <laughs> together look like? You know, I think everybody, everybody's probably so curious about that. Even women that, you know, have never had a coach or had a mentor. They're like, what do you guys talk about? You know, like, what do you guys do together? <laughs> so yeah. Like what was your experience like being mentored by Bob? Yeah. So I got introduced to Bob. First interaction was seeing him on stage in 2016. Um, I didn't start working with him in a one-on-one -on -one capacity until what was it? My senior year of college. It was the spring semester had just started and it started to hit me. Oh my God. I'm almost out of this structure and I'm going to have to figure it out on my own after this semester. Like it's, it's over the safe structure of school is going to be gone and I'm going to have to figure it out. So it was then where I started going through um, one of Bob's programs that he um, created with Earl Nightingale or off the back of Earl Nightingale, who was his mentor. Um, Earl Nightingale was mentored by uh, the late Napoleon Hill. Napoleon Hill was mentored by Andrew Carnegie, who was the one of the first multimillionaires uh, in the world. And what they did, their practice all the way back then was studying the 1%, the, the mindset of the wealthy 1% and condensing it down into a system that anyone could understand so that they could be successful, so that they could manifest a business, happiness, joy, relationships, love, freedom, whatever it is that they wanted. And so when I went through Bob's Thinking into Results program, uh, for the first few months, honestly, I didn't take it seriously. Um, he wasn't directly mentoring me at that point. I was going through the program with my dad, with a facilitator. And uh, in the first three months, I didn't take it seriously. I thought, yeah, I could work for the middle-aged white guy because they're business moguls and they can do this. But uh, me, a young girl who's 19, about to be 20, no business experience, like graduated from a ended up transferring from Kent State to a small school in the middle of Massachusetts called Fitchburg State University, which if you're familiar is just not that great of a school, got a business degree. So it's not like I had this huge like leg up, you know what I mean? But I always knew I was destined for something very important here. And the first few months, I don't think I wanted to claim responsibility for my life. I think this is really important when we're talking about transformation, which is really the back end and the meat and potatoes of manifestation is transformation in oneself. And so I don't think I was ready to commit to that level of transformation. I don't think I was ready yet to see all of the things that I was responsible for. It was much easier to blame other people for my downfalls and my, you know, quote unquote failures at the time and my confidence issues and my messy relationships and my messy weight it was easier to blame circumstances than to take responsibility. So for three months, I kind of fluffed around and, you know, me and my dad would check in on each other. How are you doing with the program? And I'd be like, yeah, I'm doing really great. Watching it every day, following it to a T. I wasn't, I wasn't doing anything. I was totally not doing anything with it. And three months in, there was people in our class who had, I mean, one guy released like a hundred pounds. Um, wow. I'm sorry, was it three? It was three months in. He released something substantial. It was like 50 pounds. He ended up releasing around 100 pounds towards the end of the six months. It was insane. 
Um, another guy uh, took his business from under 500K a year to over 3 million a year. Um, other people like were, were manifesting their soulmates and, and these dream partners that they never thought imaginable. People were manifesting cars. People were just changing before my eyes, transforming uh, truly. And I was like, gosh, what if I had just taken this seriously? What if I had just surrendered to the process? Because it's a process, it's a roadmap. I mean, it's yeah. A to Z of transformation in order to get what you want out of life. And so it was that point where I was fully committed and willing to face everything in my life and take radical responsibility for everything that I really started studying it. And once I made that decision six months later, I'll never forget, I had quadrupled my income at, I was now 21 years old. So I must've started when I was 20, still working with the timeline. It started when I was 20, when I was 21, my birthday's in June. So I was just driving off the lot. I was recently turned 21 with my brand new Range Rover Velar. It was my dream car at the time. I had quadrupled my income. I had the confidence. I had manifested a new relationship that I was really loving at the time. My whole world changed. I, I seriously transformed. And it was then where I made the goal to meet and know and work one-on-one -on -one with Bob Proctor, to be on stage with him, and to teach this information for the rest of my life. Because I went from a broke, lost, confused, passionless college student to earning six figures a year at 21 years old, driving my dream car. I just totally transformed. And to me, it was how, you know, if I could do this with a little bit of information in the right way, you know, what's possible for everybody, everybody else. And two, why the hell aren't we taught this in school? <laughs> yeah. You know? See, that's a, that's a very serious question we need to address. <laughs> yeah. So I know that was a long winded roundabout. Um, and I can go into what it's like to work with Bob now, if you'd like me to. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would love, like, I think, and I think the listeners would find that like so fascinating too, about what that experience really looked like once you started taking his teachings seriously and integrated them into your life and saw the transformation and set that goal of, you know, I want to work with this person one in a one-to-one -one capacity and like really go all in. What yeah. did that look like from there? Yeah. Once I made the decision, because it wasn't until I made the decision that things started to change. And for all the listeners on here, if you've been muddying around in personal development, but you haven't really made the decision and the commitment to yourself that you're all in and that you're willing to face every bucket of your life and take radical responsibility, nothing changes until you do that. Nothing will change until you make that decision. Once I did that, I set new intentions. It was to have six-figure months and not six-figure years. It was to... Um, work one-on-one -on -one with Bob. And what I did is I ended up getting certified at, at the time to become a, a coach with Bob. Because uh, I figured, my dad and I figured that would be the closest way to um, to build a relationship with him, right? And from there, we started uh, working with him for a week, four times a year. So we would travel out to Toronto, uh, where he lived. And um, we'd work with him four times a year with the other consultants and the other coaches. And we would get trained uh, by Bob in in a way that would help us not only build a business, but help us carry on his legacy and transform the lives of others like he did his whole entire life. Um, and once we started doing that, I mean, Bob was, <laughs> Bob was like a living Yoda. <laughs> I mean, I remember the first time I, I looked into his eyes, first of all, it was extremely daunting because I had been listening to him in my ears for, gosh, probably a year by that point. And so it was like, I know everything about his life, but he knows nothing about me, but I'm meeting him for the first time. This is so surreal. 
you know, hearing his voice in person versus on audio tapes was a very different experience. And I remember my dad and I were sitting together in a conference room. There was probably about 15 people with Bob and uh, Bob was teaching us. We were in his inner circle, which was uh, basically you help the most clients out of every other coaching consultant in Bob's world. And there was like 15 of us in the inner circle, which means you helped, uh, I believe it was over 75 people a year, which isn't that high, but it was a $10,000 program. So you helped over 75 people a year get into this program and transform their lives. You got into a certain level in Bob's company where he worked with you one-on-one. Um, and so we were in that room and I remember Bob looked at me and said, well, what do you want? What's your goal? And at the time I wasn't fully confident and aware of my gifts yet. And I looked at my dad and I said, you know, what's our goal together? And I will never forget. Bob looked at me and he Aww. said, he said, you don't need him. <laughs> he said, why are you looking at him? You don't need your dad. He's like, what do you want? What does Madison want? And that still sticks with me today um, because it's so true. You don't need anyone to show up for you. You need to discover what is within you and bring that outside of you to the world. And so that was one of the biggest things working with Bob one-on-one, aside from the crazy accountability that you get when you're working with such a person, uh, to just not let them down. You know, I did not want to let Bob down. I, I wanted to become into, because his, his belief in, in, um, uh, conviction in this work was just out of this world. And so I really wanted to carry that torch forward. Mm, so beautiful. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I love that. I think there's so many of us that are like hiding behind the safety of what other people want in our lives or what we feel that we can accomplish in partnership with other people. And there's nothing wrong, obviously, with collaboration and with working with other people. But I think it's an opportunity for all of us to really like step forward just by ourselves on stand on our own two feet and ask ourselves that question of, you know, but what do I want? Right. Whether it's, you know, your partner, husband, kids, family, parents, you know, I think a lot of us are basing what we're willing to go after or what we think that we can accomplish on these other parts of our lives. These are people in our lives. And so that question, I hope that that rings true for the women listening to this to remind them, like, you don't need those people, you know, and it's you, okay you if get... you end up there. Right. But it's yeah. at that point, when he asked me that something resonated inside my, my being where I was just like, dang it. You're right. I'm hiding. I'm hiding. Yeah. That's what it is. That's what it is. Hiding. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Holding yourself back from the greatness that you have within you because you need that comfort of, you know, somebody else doing it alongside you. I think we've mm -hmm. all probably felt that at some point in our lives mm -hmm. for sure. And even like with your dad's story, you know, him, you know, getting let go from that job and kind of being pushed into entrepreneurship on his own right, to like his start safety. his own. Yep. Yeah. Like his safety was, you know, using his gifts and his talents for somebody else's dream for somebody else's company. Um, and something so similar happened to me. I was working what I thought was a dream job. I was working for this influencer, um, who was in the, you know, mindset meditation, manifestation space. And I was helping her host these retreats in amazing locations in Greece and in Bali. And I was getting to travel and, and help her run these transformational retreats. And I 
got unexpectedly let go from that job. Like one day it was just like, we can't have you anymore on the team. And that rug being pulled out from under me was the thing that really pushed me to be like, okay, you know what? I actually know a lot and I have a lot to offer. Why am I not doing this in my own way? So yeah, I I just think, you know, sometimes the universe does it for us. It kind of like pushes us in that direction or guides us (laughs) uh, not so gently in the direction of, you know, where we're meant to go. Um, But even just being able to ask yourself that question of how you might be hiding or leaning on other people and how Mm -hmm. could you really step into your own greatness and decide for yourself what you want. Um, I love the the piece that you said about deciding. I always say the universe works fast when you decide. Oh yeah. When you decide I'm committed. It's like, okay, let's go. Yeah. Everything just starts to happen from there. Yeah. Because before that your mind's very chaotic, right? It's like, well, I might do this or I might do this or I could do this or I could do this. And you're not in decision. And so what you're doing is you're focusing on a bunch of different end outcomes. And when you do that, you by law attract a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And there's a time and space for that, right? Because you get back feedback and you're like, oh, I really like this and I don't really like that. But once you make that decision and you're like, this is what I want, everything lines up. Yeah. Getting to that decision. Clarity. Clarity, yeah. And so many people lack it. So many people are afraid to just decide and go all in on it, but that's the first yeah. step. Yeah. Do you think that that's the biggest thing that holds people back from clarity? Because I obviously hear this all the time in my work too. It's like, I want more, but I don't know what it is. Like, do you think it's just a, do you think it's just that fear of, you know, there's, there's of really choosing one thing and like going for it and feeling like, Ooh, if I choose wrong, then maybe I'll miss out that kind of like lack mindset seeping in of like, if I really go for the gold of like what I really, really want and I don't get it, then I'll be super disappointed. So to protect myself from that feeling of failure, maybe I just, you know, put this like blanket statement over myself, which is, I don't know what I want, or I'm not clear. What do you think that is the, the discrepancy or the, the struggle with clarity? Such a good question. I struggled with this for so long. I believe that everybody truly does know what they want. I believe that people are afraid to decide and to say it out loud, but I believe that everybody knows what they want. Um, a lot of people struggle with putting society's vision and picture of success before their own. And so they're like, well, I would want this, but is it going to make me money? I would want this, but can I really move across states? I would want this, but can I really do it? I would want this, but is my family going to judge me? I would want this, but is it going to work out? And another great, great, great lesson that Bob gave to me that I will never let go of is find what you love. If you can find what you love, and you can do that for your work, you've won the game. I mean, you've won the game. Everything after that is like fun and putting it together and figuring out how it's all going to come together. But if you can do what you love and if you find what you're passionate about and you love what you do, I mean, that's that's the greatest thing of all. So I think people know what they want. I think they struggle with believing that they can have everything through what they want, mm. if that makes sense. Yes. It makes like so much if, sense. If someone's like, oh, I, I love knitting. I want to, I want to, you know, knit for the rest of my life. But then they're like, oh, well, that's not going to make me money. So I have to go into corporate because 
corporate is safe and corporate makes me money. That's a lie. It's a lie, right? Corporate is not safe. I mean, I was talking to a woman the other day who was at the top of Uber and the pandemic happened and boom, she was like, oh, like that. It's an illusion, you know? So all of these things, right? I want this, but everything after the word, but is a big fat lie. It's not the truth. It's an illusion of the mind. Yeah. What is before the but? That's what you want. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 exactly. And even just, you know, having yourself go a little bit deeper, if you find yourself saying, I always say this, when, when you say, I don't know what I want, what you're really saying is that you're afraid of the answer. You, you do know what you want, but you're intimidated or afraid of the answer of what it might mean of what it might require of you, of the changes that it would call upon you to make in your life or in your circumstances, right? You're just afraid. So looking at what comes before the butt is such a good, like key takeaway for everybody listening to this. I love that so much. And I had, I I wanted to talk to you speaking about, you know, passion and loving what you do. I, I really wanted to ask you this question from your perspective, um, because, you know, we know in this work, we know that the subconscious mind plays such an integral role in our effectiveness at creating the lives, experiences, and circumstances that we desire, right? It's such a huge piece of that puzzle. But the old unhelpful programming that we received in our early life can really like run super deep. So what are some of your favorite modalities to help yourself and your clients begin rewiring the subconscious mind so that we can pursue these things that bring us passion or joy, but we have that but about it. Mm -hmm. So good. And this is the foundation of all the work that, um, you know, I studied with Bob and this is the foundation of the work that I do in my world. Um, In every single program, no matter what we do, it's always working with the subconscious because your paradigm is it's the thing, it's the mechanism, right? It's the cybernetic mechanism in your, in your subconscious, in your mind that is projecting 96% of the results that you get every single day. I always say, you know, 96% of the thoughts that you think yesterday, you're going to think today. <laughs> People are like, oh my gosh, you're right. <laughs> so most of the time, day after day, we're actually thinking the same thoughts or the majority of the same thoughts as we thought the day before and the day before that and the day before that and the day before that. And so if, you know, people come to me, to us, right, to this work, to generally, you know, in my world, it's build a business and earn money and have a beautiful lifestyle around that. And they want to know what to do in every area. Well, teach me how to build a business. Teach me how you got to, you know, a uh, hundred thousand followers on Instagram. Teach me how uh, you, you find clients. Te- teach me how. And that is the least important work that we do here. (laughs) The least important work, that is 5% of the work that allows me to live the life and have the business and the clients and the things that I do. That is 5%. And it was all attracted to me because of who I became and who I'm becoming. That's it. That's the secret. How do you become? The question is, how do I become the person that has the six-figure business, that has the lifestyle that I desire, that has, right? People want to know what to do, but they don't want to change. People want to know how to do it, 
but they don't want to transform to become the person that has those things. And that's the key. And the brunt of that work is the subconscious work because you've been programmed for, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, I work with some people in their 70s, 70 years to think a certain way, to, to believe certain things are true about yourself, to opt into certain societal beliefs, to build certain habits. You form this paradigm in your subconscious. And for those of you listening who aren't familiar, when I first heard this word, I looked at Bob and I said, what? And I looked at my dad and I said, is he saying a pair of dimes? My dad was like, oh my God, Maddie, no, a paradigm. He's like, listen, <laughs> so if you're, if you're lost right now, don't worry, there's hope. Um, a paradigm is a mental set of programs stored in your subconscious mind. And all of these programs collectively are essentially a bunch of habits that you formed through your little life and through your adulthood uh, before you were aware. And those programs control 96% of, of uh, your, your behavior your habitual behavior, right? So you're on autopilot basically all the time. And this trickles into, you know, the money you earn, the clients you attract, the business you build, the love you attract, how you feel about yourself, uh, even anxiety, depression, and stuff like that. So the modalities in which we teach people to rewire their programming, um, simply put, repetition is the mother of all learning. Repetition is how we learned our name, Repetition is how we learned the English language before we were conscious. Repetition is how we learn to react, right? I was working with a woman uh, yesterday and she's like, you know, I, I'm, I'm always reacting and I immediately get emotional. I really don't like that about myself. So step one is awareness, right? Step one, awareness. Step two, make the decision that you wanted to go bye-bye. Make the decision that you wanted to change. Step three is the work. The work truly begins. The transformation really begins. And the way that I teach people to transform, I mean, there's so many ways and uh, we don't have that much time on the podcast, but the brunt of it, the root of it is repetition. It really is, right? We learned our name, you know, Madison, Madison, Madison. Eventually I turned my little head and I started responding to that word that I now call my name. But, uh, you know, the first time they said it, it, it meant nothing to me. I didn't even notice it. I wasn't even aware of it. So, if you want to earn more money, you've got to become aware of how to earn more money. You've got to program your mind that a new level of income is your new normal. And you've got to instill that new paradigm in your subconscious mind so that it becomes an automatic habit for you so that you have this cybernetic mechanism in your mind that's working for you to bring you that new level of income versus the old programming from your parents and your childhood that said six figures is a lot of money. And you do that yeah. through repetition. You wire it in just like you, you know, you wire it out just like you wired it in when you were little and you were just unconscious of the process. Mm-hmm. It's so interesting to, when you, when you start doing this work and to actually witness it within yourself, these paradigm shifts, mm. you know, you just talking about six figures is a lot of money. You know, when, when you start to do this work on a deep level and you spend years like changing the way that you think and the way that you see everything it's so cool to notice it happening in yourself after the fact of like, oh, like I used to feel like a thousand dollars was like the most outrageous amount of money. If like, if something cost a thousand dollars, I would have like, my jaw would drop and I'd be like, like, oh my God, like how could I ever spend a thousand dollars on that? Do you know what I mean? Like, I remember 
uh, looking for yoga teacher trainings. I really wanted to, to get certified and I ultimately did. But when I was first looking for trainings and, you know, I was seeing that they were two, $3,000, I was like, Oh, like that is so much money. And like, it was really like this old paradigm of like, what is a lot and what is out of reach and what you can have and what you're worthy of. And I think it's, it's just so fascinating to see the change within yourself and also with your clients and the people you work with of like really just having a whole new outlook on not only money, but so many other things of just of what's available to you. I think that's really it. It's like, what is possible for you? What's available to you when you start doing this work? It's no longer this like crazy outlandish idea that you could have these things or that you could pay for these things or that this much money would be in your bank account or that you could have this many clients or that you could have a business that is as successful as whatever. And it's just kind of like, yeah, I know that's possible. I know that's available to me. I actually know that it's already happening and that it's already on its way. I love what you're saying. And I'm thinking about myself when I first got into this work and hearing someone say what you just said, I would have been like, okay, but how, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. It's like, okay, but how, like, okay, but how do I start to believe that? And how do I do that? So it's, it's, just, it is, it's so funny in, in reflection of seeing how your world levels up as your awareness grows. It's truly all about awareness. Yeah, totally. Okay. Yeah. So I want to I want to talk about the invisible side of success because this is something that you really teach about. So I'd love to, I'd love for you to explain to us what is, what does it mean? You know, I'm, I'm assuming that the invisible side of success is this kind of energetic work that goes into the creation of the life that you desire. Whereas the, you know, in an old paradigm or, you know, even like taking your dad's story, for example, being like, unconsciously competent, like he was really successful, but it was from that, you know, put your best foot forward, do this, that, and the other thing, go to work, work hard, put in the hours, make the connections, grind it out. It's all the like physical aspects of success that we can see, which is very much where our parents came from. What they were taught is, is the roadmap of how you get to success. So I'm assuming the invisible side is, you know, the side that you and I love to kind of like jam on, I mean, the sweet sauce is the integration of the two, right? right? But explain to everybody what you mean when you teach or talk about the invisible side of success. Yeah. I love that phraseology so much. And when I first started saying the invisible side of success, it, it just lit me up in a way that uh, I hadn't been lit up before. And I, I could see it in your face too. You're like, okay, the invisible side of success is just like, it's an energetic conversation behind how we do what we do, how we earn the money, how we build the business. It's the energetic conversations behind the do, behind the woman you see with all the things, who did she have to become in order to have all of those things? Um, The invisible side of success is the idea that it's inside out, not outside in. It's that we become first and we attract second. And that is the law. I mean, that is not my opinion. That is not something that you know, Bob and I came up with, Bob would say the same thing. He's like, this is not my information. It's it's the law. It's how the world works. It's working with the law in order to create a very beautiful, harmonious life. And so the invisible side of success is truly getting yourself to a place of mastery when it comes to understanding how your mind works in order to manifest your reality, how to work with energetics 
and the laws of the universe in order to create the goals that you want versus, you know, as you alluded, you know, mentioned, you know, our parents' generation, they were very outside in. Well, if I want a job, then I have to go make that connection and I have to go bust my ass for, you know, 40 hours a week and I have to go do this and I have to earn the respect and I have to, it was an outside in job and not an inside out job. So when we're talking about the invisible side of success, it's about not about filling yourself up with anything outside of you. It's about discovering what is inside of you and bringing more of you to the party so that you can create what God planted in your heart from the beginning of time. Mm, it's a beautiful so conversation. Good. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. It's the, it's the becoming that is what actually matters. And I think that's what so many of us miss on this journey, especially in manifestation. You know, I think a big mistake that I see a lot is when we're putting these goals or manifestations on a pedestal and feeling like, you know, when I get that, then I'll be happy. Or once I attract my partner, then I can finally, you know, experience joy and love. And once I get the house or the car or the money or the successful business, then I'll be able to whatever the story is. Right. And it's really like the reverse operation of that, of how do I become that person that feels love and joy and success and wealth in my body, even before, you know, I can experience it in, in the tangible sense. And that's, that's like, that's really hard for a lot of people, how to get yourself there feeling like you're becoming that version without the, the outside things to prove it. Mm -hmm. I think it comes down to transformation. I don't think a lot of people understand the invisible side of success when it comes to transformation, because it's the transformation that will get you there, but it's not something that we can see, right? There's no cop coming around the corner to say, Hey, you know, you're going too fast. You're going too slow. You need to speed up, right? There's no one monitoring your transformation. And oftentimes people don't see your transformation until you're transformed. And they say, how did you change? How did you transform? And most people, the unconscious competence, like my dad was in his earlier days, would say, I just work hard. I just work yeah. my ass off, right? That's it. So then everyone thinks they have to go work their ass off to get what he got, right? And most people could do exactly what he did and not get the same results. Why? The invisible side of success, the transformation behind the becoming behind the, you know, multi-million dollar construction business that he ended up building. Um, so I think when you understand the, the, the pillars of transformation, which I kind of started going into, step one is awareness. You have to be aware. Awareness comes from either discomfort or desire. So you're either so uncomfortable that you become aware of what you don't want, or something comes across your uh, plate and you're like, ooh, I really want that. Something in me really pulls me to more. So it's either the, the awareness the awareness is non-negotiable, but it either comes from a pain or a pleasure or a discomfort or a desire. Once you have the awareness, then the decision comes in and the decision won't happen unless there is enough discomfort or enough desire. There has to be enough, right? I went, yeah. I went what, three or four years before I thought my way wasn't working in college, you know? And then when I went through the thinking and results course, uh, for the first time, it took three months for the discomfort of seeing everyone win and me not winning because I wasn't holding myself responsible to say I'm committed. 
So there has to be enough of either or, or a combination of both for people to commit. Once you commit, then you move into this magical space in the middle, which I'm coming up for a name for, I don't know what to call it yet. It's the transformation phase in which you, you, the becoming happens, right? You've got the desire, you've made the commitment. Now it's about gaining awareness and integrating that. It's about experiencing the new energetic self that you're gonna bring to the table in a safe container. Like who is the new version of me? And then the last part of it is, is integration. We see this all the time. People go to a personal development event because they have so much discomfort in their life that they wanna change. They go to the personal development event, they get there, they have a great time with Tony, they go back home and they're right back to the discomfort. Why? There was no integrational yeah. piece. So the yeah. last part is integration and without integration, nothing changes. And yeah. that's the part that people are stuck at. People wanna do all this energetic work it's so fun and it's so easy to do right sit home and read books all day sit home and binge podcasts all day right then how are you integrating it what does that look like and the integration process is generally the longest process and that's where things like you know your coaching comes into play or a six-month container or a year-long container to reprogram the mind in order to support this new level of being Something I say, yes, 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 yes. And to, to your point, something I say often is, um, inspiration without integration is just more information. Yeah. It's dead. Yeah. And so it's, you know, I think that's where a lot of, like you said, it's where a lot of people get stuck. They're inspired. So they're consuming, they're excited about, you know, the reading all these things or listening to all these things or absorbing all these things. But if there's no integration at the end of the day, it's just more information in your brain. It's mm -hmm. not any kind of result. It's not any kind of shift. And that's why I think it is so important. The work that, you know, people like you and myself are doing because we get to create these like really safe spaces for people to actually do the work and integrate everything that they're shifting and learning and understanding, right? It's kind of like this, you know, you're talking about that middle phase. It's kind of like this metamorphosis. Mm -hmm. And then, and then what do you do? You've never had wings before. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, what do you, what do you do with them now? Mm -hmm. Right. And, yeah. <laughs> and that's where we, we, we need the most support so often, especially because our identity and the way that we see ourselves has shifted so much internally, but nobody else in our lives has really uh, become privy to that yet. Like they haven't really witnessed that. So it's like, you've got this huge internal shift of like, I'm a whole different person. I think so differently. My perspective on life and myself and the world and what I'm capable of is all brand new, but then you go back to your life and everybody else has the same identity for you structured in their head of who they believe mm -hmm. you to be and who you've always been and what you do or don't do or the things that you say or don't say and mm -hmm. you know what you're capable of or not capable of and so it's like how do I adapt to this environment where nobody else can see the new me yet mm -hmm. and of course they're going to have opinions and projections and all these other things and then that's what makes people fall backwards as well is they've experienced the internal transformation but it doesn't yet line up to their external life or the identity that the people in their lives still have for them. Yeah. So true. So true. And I think, um, 
the the key to that because i've experienced it myself firsthand uh being from a small town in the middle of massachusetts you know when i would come home for breaks or or whatnot when i still lived here i'm actually funny i'm actually back right now visiting family for two weeks um but when i would come back you know i would meet you know with old friends and stuff and it was like they they just knew the the maddie from high school you know they didn't know i mean they saw her on social media but they judged her they made up stories about her they you know all these things because they weren't privy like you beautifully said to the person that had become and i think that also takes awareness on an individual standpoint of it's okay that people don't know or see who i have become they're not supposed to they don't have to i don't need that validation i'm just really excited to bring my new self to the table and watch my world align with that and that's really where manifestation and the forward work starts because now you've become now you're equipped now you have the tools now you're integrating now your outside world just needs to realign with that and that's where you know the dreaming and and the planning and the vision boards and the um what i call a life script and the reprogramming of um what you want to see in your world really starts because then you'll just start projecting a whole new uh world right a whole new movie for yourself but it takes a little bit for everything to catch up yeah yeah i think that's a the challenging piece is like letting time catch up to Mm -hmm. the the quantum leaps that you've made internally within yourself and your and your inner world Mm -hmm. it's such a huge part of the process so i know that you've shared you know you manifested the range rover you've obviously manifested money and success and clients and all kinds of different things in your life i'm wondering if there's one particular like manifestation story or magical experience that you've had with manifestation so far that you'd like to share with the audience just to reignite the flame of how how exciting it is to be able to be in this magical universe and to get to co-create as you say that i my mind went to a random thought but i feel like it's relevant you can so feel when you're working with the magic of the universe and when you're not you can so feel when you're in alignment with everything that you've been intended to become and when you're not you can feel when you're on the path and you can feel when you're not and i just want to say that for the listeners on here um i'm sure sam myself you we know when we're off path and this is a journey like the work never stops until you croak i mean bob up until the last of his days um at 87 years old was still doing the work he still had goals you know he had a goal of I think having a hundred thousand consultants worldwide and when he passed he had a little over three thousand he had a lot of work that he still wanted to do so the work never ends the dreaming never ends um and i just wanted to say that before i dive into the next phase and i'm sorry sam can you remind me of the question <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just an experience, like a manifestation oh, yeah. story, yeah. something that you've yes. you've created that reminds you of the magic. Yes. So uh, there's one collective experience that um, I've actually dissected and studied myself after I did it, 
because it was so magical and it was so fun and it was so pure and it was such a beautiful testament to this work that I wanted to be able to recreate it for myself and other people again and again and again. So I was 23, I just turned 26. I was 23 and um, I had not hit six figures a month yet. And um, Bob introduced a new like achievement in his company uh, to get 50 clients in one month. Was it a month? 50 clients in three months into one program, which was the transformational program that I've alluded to. Um, and I was like, oh my gosh, this will help me meet Bob. This will valid. I will feel validated in this. I'm excited for this. I'll have my first six figure months if I do this. Um, there'll be recognition, which I loved at the time. Um, I was just so excited about it. And at the same time, I had just released a relationship that I was in purely because I felt like that was the thing to do. There was no, there was no toxicity. There was no ill, nothing. There was no infidelity. There was nothing wrong per se with the relationship. I just felt in my soul and I was getting the pull that something else was coming and it was coming fast and I needed to release this relationship. So although it tore me apart and it was painful and it hurt so much, I let it go. And a month later, I did what I do in every area of my life. And I took pen to paper and I wrote down all of the positive aspects of every relationship that I had ever had. And um, I created a, a, a life script around my soulmate. And I, I, you know, was super specific about some things I wanted to know right away. I didn't want to have to question or wonder or guess when I met this person. I wanted God to cook up this magical experience where I just knew and he just knew. Um, so I had two things that I was manifesting. Normally I wouldn't recommend this, but I was so in alignment and I was so excited. And I was, it was like, every day was like Christmas morning. I was like, I'm watching the unfolding of it. I'm doing my, my magic work. I'm doing my inside work. I'm doing the work, right? The reprogramming, um, the belief shifting, I'm doing all the things that Bob taught me to do. And I was so excited to experience it. And a month, three months had passed. On January 1 is where I got intentional with my person. So I hit the goal. I ended up hitting the goal. I'm thinking of the timeline. I hit the goal of the uh, 50 clients in three months. I hit that. I had my first six-figure months. And then on January 1, 2020, I decided, okay, I'm going to really run for this. I'm, I'm going to attract my person. I'm ready to call in my person. And I did the work for like 26 days. And on January 26th, I got recognized on stage for the achievements with Bob. Um, I had earned the six figure months. I had shared a stage with Bob, which was a, another goal manifestation. I got recognized globally around the world. That's where my social media really started to blow up. Um, and I got introduced to my life partner the same day. It was the most magical day that I've had in my life thus far. And the reason I share that story is because of a few things. It's not to tell you about how great I am, although it was a really great experience. It's because of the way it all happened and the ingredients that naturally came together that I could only realize in hindsight, which were excitement, joy. There was no resistance in my being. I was so excited to manifest and welcome these things into my life. There was no fear. There was no doubt. There was no worry in my mind. All I was thinking about was serving 50 new clients 
and attracting my person. All I was thinking about was what it was going to be like to meet him, what it was going to be like to feel the presence of this person who I was gonna spend the rest of my life with. That was all I could think about. I became obsessed with those two things for that period of time. And because I was obsessed with it, because I was laser focused on it, because I wasn't wavering with fear, doubt, worry, right? I kept the light switch on. My attention was laser locked in. And in common hours on January 26, 2020, everything came together better than I ever imagined. And um, that was a huge testament to the three years, four years prior that I had been studying this information. It was like a holy cow. Look at what's possible and look at how little time it could take when you really lock into something and you really, really want it and you're really fucking excited about it. Magic happens. Yeah. So beautiful. I love that Mm -hmm. story so much. Oh my gosh. What about for the women listening who are feeling so inspired by that and they're like really ready to get serious, to do this work of, you know, deciding, getting clear on the goal or the manifestation that they're so excited to call in and experience. What is something that you were doing in those 26 days that you would share with a woman who's like, I want to put myself through this, you know, kind of like mindset boot camp or like intensive sort of experience over the next 21, 30, 60 days, whatever, you know, what is one thing that you were doing in that time that you would recommend that someone listening could do to really hone in? It's funny. I get this question all the time. Like, what's the one thing or what are the three tips? (laughs) There's no one thing, but. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I have to say, you know, I had been doing this work for three years prior to this experience. And my life had continuously gotten better and better and better along those three years. This was a really sweet spot in my life where everything came full circle. And it was like, wow, this stuff really works. But I will tell you that if I didn't do, I mean, what we've been talking about this whole podcast, like without the integration of everything we've been talking about, this one tip would not do anything for you. But I'm going to give it to you anyway, but it wouldn't do anything for you. You've got to make sure that you go through the transformational process, whether it's with uh, Sam or with somebody else or whatever it is, you need to make sure that you go through a transformational process and you understand the energetic side of this stuff, that you understand the invisible side to this stuff. Because most people look at that weekend and they're like, tell me how to manifest my soulmate. Tell me how to earn 300K in three months and tell me how to build my business. And I'm like, but you're missing everything. You're missing all of it. You might not even want those things. You don't even know it yet if you don't want those things. So nonetheless, I digress. What I did, the the number one thing that I did during that time that really, um, I believe, expedited the process. I'm going to share it with you here. I I have this thing called a life script. And um, it's something that I create for my life in year time spans. And if I ever feel really pulled towards something like I did that year, I will create a a shorter life script for a certain period of time. Like if it's like, I really want to earn 100K this month, or I really want to earn 500K 
this year, or I really want to manifest my soulmate in the next four months, right? That would be like a shorter condensed, like, uh, you know, thing that you feel in your spirit. That's like really close. You're like, I feel the urgency. I feel the pull. I really want this now. That just means that it's really close to manifestation for you. So to laser focus on it would behoove you because the feeling of energy inside you towards that thing means that it's very close to manifesting into the physical. So what I did is I created a script and the script is you write down the end result. So you go to the end of the result that you're asking for that you're wanting and you write down what it's going to be like when it's done. So for example, my script for um, my partner was you know, along the lines of when I meet him, I just know, I mean, this was in there. God cooks up a magical experience where we're brought together and we both just instantaneously know. I just know, I just know, I just know, I just know. I repeated that like four times. Um, I wrote down, you know, he's over six foot, he's over six, three, he has dark hair. Uh, he's muscular, he takes care of his body, the way that I feel about around him, um, blah, 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 right? Like as it was done, I wrote it down as if it was already created, as if it was already done. And what I do is I record them on an app called Audio Loop and I listen to it. I literally brainwash myself with the repetition of the loop with this new reality. But because I've done all the previous work, my mind doesn't have any fear, doubt, worry, lack, limitation, or disbelief around the subject. So I'm fully an open conduit for this new manifestation because I've done the work. And then when you add on the manifestation method of the life script and you listen to it before bed five times and you fall asleep with a smile on your face because you can't wait to meet this person so much, that's where the that's where the juicy side of, oh, you know, everything's really coming together, um, really starts to just exponentially increase in, in the... Uh, in the manifestation of how fast things manifest for you. So that would be the one thing that I'd recommend is brainwashing yourself with the end result of what it is that you're asking for. Just make sure it's very specific. So good. So good. You guys. So get to scripting. We love a good, mm -hmm. we love a good scripting session. I know a lot of people practice scripting in the form of, of writing and writing out the end result vision, but I think it's like an added tip for you guys to record it in your own voice too, which is really powerful and listen back to it. I used to do that when I was in network marketing. Like I literally would write out what my goals were and I would, I, I didn't have an app for it, but I would just do a voice note yeah. and I would like try and play the voice note like a lot. And I would just listen to myself like, yeah. and, and I would try and smile and like be actually like excited as I was recording it so that the emotions were also kind of like in it as well. Yeah. So yeah, it's a, yeah. it's a, if you guys have never tried it, it's a cool experience. It is on the back end, on the, uh, in the background of mine, I played the soundtrack to Lion King. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. Um, adding music. It just makes me smile. Yeah. Yeah. It makes me happy. Yeah. So emotion mixed with emotion mixed with, uh, the goal is, is the key. So when we want to turn something over to the subconscious mind, if it's not emotionalized then nothing happens, nothing changes. Um, so the reason I put in emotional epic music in the background is because I want to integrate emotion with the words that I'm wanting to impress upon my subconscious. Yeah. So good. Music is so, so powerful, whether it's it through, through that, or even just like through, you know, 
jumping up and dancing around as if it's already happened. Like I love using music for that as well. Oh my God. So many good tips for you guys to take away from today's episode. This has been so amazing, Maddie. Thank you for being here with us and sharing your wisdom and your stories and your tips and everything. Please let everyone know where they can find you and follow you on social and learn more about your work and your programs and everything that you have to offer. Absolutely. Um, Instagram would probably be the best place. I don't have a website or anything fancy. So Instagram is where I notify people about all programs and upcoming things, masterclasses, live programs. Um, Just shoot me a DM, say hello, and um, we can have a chat. All right. And we'll have everything linked in the show notes for you guys that you can find Maddie's handle on Instagram and make sure you go give her a follow and come back next week for another episode of makeshift happen. And don't forget to go over to manifesting made simple and listen to Maddie's podcast. Um, I'm going to be a a guest on there in a few weeks. So look out for that episode and we'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. Bye.